Are you yearning for something greater in your life? Well, welcome to the Simply Living Me podcast, where you can find a safe space to untangle the complexities of life and reshape your own version of success. Leave behind excuses, regrets, and guilt as we embark on a weekly journey within this non-judgmental sanctuary. Together, we'll explore genuine and raw subjects, offering simple yet effective solutions. Join me, your host, Charmaine Brown, as I share my inspiring transition from the corporate world to entrepreneurship, granting myself the permission and freedom to live a fulfilling life on my own terms. But that's not all. Brace yourself for captivating conversations with special guests who have successfully made the leap from their corporate careers to entrepreneurship. These remarkable individuals will openly share their personal journeys, offering valuable insights and wisdom to inspire and empower you to pursue your own entrepreneurial dreams. The Simply Living Me podcast is your safe haven, inviting you to redefine your path and unlock the courage within. Together, we'll uncover the true meaning of Simply Living Me, discovering the endless possibilities that await you on this transformative journey. Don't miss out on the chance to be inspired and motivated by those who've already walked the path you aspire to tread. So tune in and let's embark on this empowering adventure together. Welcome to Simply Living Me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Simply Living Me podcast. I am, as always, super excited to bring to you some of my awesome, awesome friends and colleagues that I always call my friends. Um, And today's guest is not only a friend of mine, but she is more like a sister to me Uh, from afar, of course, because homegirl lives in Denver, Colorado. (laughs) But um, today I want to introduce to you Tasha Jones. She is the CEO and founder of LV Jones Consulting, a diversity marketing consulting firm based in uh, Denver, Colorado. Now, my girl is super accomplished. She is incredibly goal-driven. She is award-winning marketing executive. And um, I just love um, the journey and um, the career path that Tasha has had. And you are going to hear a lot about that. Um, The other thing that um, is unique about Tasha is that she has this really amazing superpower And it's her ability to bring together narratives from people, places, and ideas that showcase diversity, equity, inclusion, access, and belonging. So help me welcome my buddy, my friend, my sister, Tasha Jones. If I had claps, I'd be like, yay! (laughs) Hey, Tasha! Hi, Charmaine! How does it feel to hear, you know, whenever someone reads my bio, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted just listening to you. Because that really is kind of the time when you get to hear about yourself through other voices. 
So how do you feel when people, you know, read your bio? Well, I could well, say, I could and say just, just like, girl, I'm a Leo, so I love it, but, this but, is true. put that out there. No, but I will, in, in all honesty, it took me a long time before I really um, saw myself the way others saw me. And so it took me like hearing people describe the way they saw me showing up to really start identifying my value and, and living in that and then, you know, applying that known value that my network helped me see. And so hearing you describe me is, um, uh, it's, it just, it feels really nice and, and it, it reinstills that confidence, right? We always get that, those moments where that confidence gets reinstilled. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, was having a conversation with someone yesterday who I consider to be a mentor of mine. And she was like, okay, I know you've heard several people say how wonderful and amazing you are, but I need you to hear me when I say this because I know you're not good with compliments. And there is something about hearing people reflect on you in those really awesome and powerful ways that, you know, you, you just kind of say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're just saying it just to say it. And then there's the time when you finally catch up to what they're saying and you're like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> Right. that, you know, but it does take a lot of work and a lot of reinforcement and working on the confidence, but you know how it is. You can't be confident until you become courageous to accept that that's what it is. So I'm super excited that you are kind of sitting in that space now of recognizing yes. how awesome you are. It is, it, it's so refreshing um, to live and sit in that space and authenticity. You know how we like sometimes go through um, imposter syndrome where we question if we're worthy of what we've accomplished. You hear people say how they see you and you have to, I, I have found that I've had to start owning that and really embracing it because I'm denying the gift of standing in my, in my, in my bright light, like standing in the greatness that can have a ripple effect of like inspiration and influence. Um, and so it feels good to sit here. Yeah, it feels good. You know, you're a credit for that. Not just today, but always say that again. You're I credit you for like introducing me to my value years ago. Appreciate that. See, that's see, this is what happens. Like, really? But speaking of that years ago, tell everybody how we met. Ooh, or how long God we've known you. each other from where we know each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talk about a moment of pause, right? So I, Sherbane and I, we both worked for a really large real estate company. And, and I had started, I started with this company in 2005, and you'd already been there for several year years before prior I joined. To you. I started in 2004. 2004? 2004? Okay. Yeah. So then come 2008, I embark on this challenge with a supervisor who was stifling me, um, just 
what I have like later come to understand is to be microaggressions. Yeah. Um, just challenges and the situation was brought to your attention and your role at the company. Yeah. And the, and the way, way that you showed, showed up for me in such a measured, measured way, way where you listened, listened and, I, and, and I see you, and, and I was telling you that I'm being told that I don't have the best communication style, and, and, and I'm being told that I'm not quite ready yet. I'm not, I haven't reached the ready mark, but they're not giving me a ready mark. And when I was sharing this with you, your response was, I, have, I am listening to a fluid, a fluid communicator, communicator who's so uh, assured of what, what right? Way more uh, fluid oh. and fluent communicator than I am and was. So, so confusing. <laughs> but there was there like was a like breakthrough, breakthrough moment, moment at that, that stage of my career, career where it could have been, been a moment, a moment that, that broke me where I would have left the company, company and, and missed out on the blessing that would end up being another 12 years of learning and growth and development sparked again by you facilitating an invitation for me to join an associate resource group that we called a cell. And that exposed me in new ways to the company and allowed me to, to showcase my communication skills. Absolutely. And boy, did you do an amazing job being a part of a cell. And um, oh gosh, just bringing back so many memories. I remember right. when we first launched um, ERGs, but we called it associate resource groups or ARGs. And that was back in 2009-ish. Well, we did um, the women's resource group weekly right. first, and that was relative. I remember this. That was relatively easy to launch. When we got to the Black Associate Resource Group, and the CFO was the executive um, sponsor. Mm -hmm. Remember, Bob was the executive sponsor. It was a whole nother level of launching, bringing on and launching an employee resource group that was focused on race and that ethnicity. <laughs> but you all did an amazing job. And I loved, even after I left, you still continued. You know, the group continued until, of course, yeah. they were bought and then there was all that stuff, right? But I just remember thinking to myself how important it was to find a way to highlight some of the most awesome people in the organization that, from my perspective, felt overlooked or weren't visible enough with the people who were making the decisions. So that was part of my um, part of the master plan, in addition to, you know, helping the organization to grow in the at that time, the DNI space. So, um, yeah, so that's how we met and we've been friends ever yeah, since. Yeah, that's, that's your superpower. superpower. I, I, from my vantage point is, is you know how to, how to elevate, elevate voices, voices and, and, and introduce, introduce us, us in a in way, way that, that positions, positions us, us to, to be seen, seen and, and it, it 
and and we rose to the occasion like you you opened the door and we rose to the occasion and we showed up and we were at the ready to contribute to exchange ideas to get uncomfortable but then to represent the organization exceptionally well and i think that that company can credit you for being awarded you know, a leader, a leader in, in integrating, integrating or implementing, implementing diversity, diversity initiatives, initiatives, right? Like right? you were instrumental in that. Well, somebody had to do it. <laughs> well, you did it. You did it. Possibly. I know. You know, this is what's going to happen today, Charmaine. This is going to be us like complimenting each other. I know. I know. Like, oh my God, they're going to be like, oh, get a room, get a room. And we will. But meanwhile... Yeah, but in the meantime, Here, this is what it's like. In the meantime, we're just going to lift each other up. That's what we do. And it's it's Women's History Month, so it's appropriate. It is absolutely appropriate, but here's the deal. That's what we do. That's what we do as women. That's what we do with great friends and colleagues. That's just what we do. And that 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 I think is a woman's superpower. We find a way to help support and elevate each other. It's just that these months, like, you know, this month being Women's History Month, it's just a reminder. It's just a way to remind us of how amazing we are. So yeah, girl, I'm all for it. (laughs) All right, so let's talk a little bit about Tasha. Okay. First off, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, you know, personally, and then I want you to move into the professional um, side of you and share people about share share with our viewers and our listeners a little bit about yourself from a professional. Yeah, side. you know, I love that question about who you are. Um, you know, I like to say that I'm a woman who lives in her value, passion, and purpose, lives in this alignment of value, passion, and purpose. And so when you talk at the opening of what's it like to hear you you described in these ways, well, I've come to a point in my life where I am so assured in the value I bring in terms of being an intent listener and being a very um, determined collaborator and being a person who can connect people through really complex issues. And that's what, that's what enables me to bring the gift of narrative storytelling, marketing, and integrating diverse perspectives and voices. And so what that labels me to do is apply those value gifts into my passion to um, align myself with anything that's lifting up youth and education and anything that back to like us cheering each other on lifting up advancing women in business and so i know that that is my purpose in this life is to like apply my value to things that are lifting up our babies and helping them continue their education and advancing women in the workforce yeah i love that i love that so uh, you and I never really talked about this, but how did you make the decision after leaving the, well, how did you make the decision to leave the corporate world and enter into entrepreneurship? Because you and I never really talked about that. I know. Um, 
It's, it's interesting. So the decision occurred. So I knew that the project I was working on with our former company, that it was slated to last like 20 to 25 years. And so I arrived like five years into the project. So I kept thinking like, this is going to be roughly my, um, I'm going to finish out here and go on to the next thing. And then suddenly the sunset period was approaching. And so it was 2017 when I started thinking, what's my next move? What am I going to do next? And I thought, is the company going to create an opportunity for me? There's never a guarantee there, but I'd be open to it. Um, am I going to work for another developer? You know, this would be my you know, second real estate company that I'd work, worked in. So do I go work for another real estate developer, build on that niche? Or do I create my own thing? Do I become a consultant? And one, and one of the, of the things, things that I was, I was highly adept at in my role, I juggled a lot of, I wore a lot of hats, yeah. you know, being the marketer, the brand strategist, the community relations person, the government affairs person, you know, I did it all. And I was trying to figure out a way that I could apply my experience of threading diversity, equity, inclusion through our storytelling in a time when no one was talking about it. I made it a conscious effort for us to be really respectful of other communities through our storytelling. And I thought, well, I could make a business of this for other developers, other, you know, other builders, et cetera. So I spent three years starting in 2017, mapping out what could that look like? Where would I work? What would the business plan be? What would the name be? And my flaw or my disservice I've been doing to myself was such a hard worker would work till like super like really long hours, make sure everything got done. But I'd never tell anybody what I did. Yeah. Or how I did it. And so when I was going through that exploration, I had a colleague who was helping me with my business development and he's like, Tasha, no one knows what you do. And I've seen what you do. We gotta get your thought leadership out there. So I started toying with it, like, let me write some blog stories talking about what I think. And the way my network, who I'd only showed up in the community to be of service to, but never talked about what I did, suddenly they were at attention. And that's when I started to realize, okay, I think I can start tiptoeing, tiptoeing into a side hustle, still maintain the security of W2. Absolutely. And then ultimately, Charmaine, you know, fast forward, I realized that I had all the safety nets in place. I'd taken three years to, you know, put money into building this business. And it got to a point in, you know, December 2020 when it was like, girl, you got to launch this thing. Yeah. It's now or never. <laughs> but you know how typical that is in terms of thinking about having an idea putting, doing the research, putting in the work to build it out. And then it just kind of sits there and we don't tell anyone because <laughs> we're scared. Honestly, <laughs> Even if it's not so visible to you, but it's like, I'm too scared to tell people this is what I want to do, or this is what I'm going to be doing, or this, I have this idea and we sit on it. And we sit on it and we sit on it until finally you either say to yourself or someone says to you, hey, whatever happened to, what are you planning to do? And you're like, 
I've been sitting on this for three years. I've been, for example, mm -hmm. my coffee mugs. Okay. okay. Three are, years. I, I need one. Three years for coffee really? mugs, Charmaine. Really? The, you know, content that I built that you see is from three years ago. <laughs> They're freaking coffee mugs. <laughs> As an example, right? Yeah. And I think those are the realities of when you start to do something new. And as minor as it sounds with coffee mugs, that is just a ex small example of what demonstrates our imposter syndrome, yeah. lack of confidence, self-doubt that gets in the way of us truly being our most and truest self, right? Like you sat on being who you really are, just like I have sat on some things, which is, you know, I'm excited to start to share more about, but you're robbing yourself and others of the gift that God has given you and placed you on the surf to actually do. And that in of itself is scary. It is. Because when you figure out this is exactly why I'm here, that's scary. <laughs> and I think I that's, that's why, why it's, it's so important, important that, that we share it. it. Yeah. Like I, I think, think about, about this time, time, it was only one time, time that I chose to run a half marathon. marathon. At least you had one time. You thought one time. I thought it. <laughs> I thought. I mean, of it's not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, it's like, like baby, baby steps. steps. You just like, like get, get into, into it. it. So, so this half marathon back in 2011, I'm like, I'm going to run this, but you know, I'm going to hold myself accountable. So I'm going to start sharing in social the fact that I'm doing this thing because. There, I'll be, there's no way I'm going to suddenly halfway through the training, tell people I decided I'm not going to do it. Right. And so by sharing and people were encouraging me, I ran that half marathon. I completed it and I felt so proud of myself because it was out of my, it was out of my realm. I grew up a sprinter. Okay. The, the, the 400 meters seemed like long distance to me, which I'm told it's a sprint, whatever. And so here I'm doing this half marathon. I give that example in terms of the sharing where when I started to share out my thought leadership with the blog stories, letting people know what I'm trying to build, your network wants to be there for you. They want to support you and encourage you and cheer you on. And that's, that's what, what happened. happened. People, People became, became curious, curious, like, wait, I'm seeing these stories like every week or every month. What's going on? And what are you up to? And then it opens the door to, to share. And then people start saying, oh, you want to do, you have a side hustle? Look, I need some, I need your value. I need your expertise over here. Can, can I 1090 that? Can I be a subcontractor? And you're like, yes. Um, but it opens the doors. And so I think we block our blessing when we hold it to ourselves in fear. Absolutely. I, when I went out on my own, um, I, my, my sense of value didn't catch up with my actions until later. And what I mean by that is, you know, you know, there are certain things that you need to do. You need to register your company with the state. You need to get an EIN. You need to get a business checking account. Um, those were those activities, right? But my head was still not 
and the 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 sense of value that I was bringing to this work was hadn't caught up with you're building a you're creating a business you know mm-hmm. um and it and you know you change your LinkedIn profile well what happened was when I changed the profile that's when people started reaching out oh you all have your own consulting practice we need to talk yes because, yeah and it was literally that simple but internally <laughs> I was still trying to catch up to, oh, this is what I'm doing now. Oh, that people do want this. You know, it, it was an interesting phenomenon. And so I can connect with what you're saying when you started, you know, putting yourself out there and writing the blogs and putting your thought leadership out into the universe. And that sometimes just that one action, or as they say, that one movement can turn into momentum. And so that happened, that seemed to have happened for you. It's it's exactly what happened. happened. And And I'd I'd like like to circle back back to you as an inspiration because you jumped into consulting before I did. So I still was like cemented in fear. (laughs) And you were taking a step out on like faith and planning and all the things Um, and so that idea of how we inspire each other, like, let's say you stayed fearful. I wouldn't have benefited from the gift of seeing you lean into your gift. Wow. I remember calling you and asking you, how'd you do it? And and just the encouragement that you said, you were like, I'm telling you, you can do this, Tasha. And I, it still took me (laughs) more years, but you, you. You, you led, led by, by example. example. Like, like I, 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 I watched, watched your leadership, leadership in this, in this, in this journey. journey. And, um, and, and now, now I have, have folks reaching out to me the way I reached out to you. And so watching you and having this conversation is just this reminder of that lesson in don't let your fear, um, hold back your gift and the gift of the ripple effect of inspiration that it will lead. Yeah. You clear, we clearly don't know half the time who's really watching, you know, and, um, and I, on a daily, I get those reminders because, you know, I'm just being me, (laughs) especially on social media, you know, and I, I've learned that people love to follow the journey, not, not the, you know, the success that you've had, but the journey that like all the the pivots and changes, the ups and downs, the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they actually follow that. So giving them the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. is just as important as telling them what you accomplished, because then they can see themselves in you and realize that, oh, okay, fear. Yep. That's normal. (laughs) Imposter syndrome. Yep. That's normal. Cause I didn't think she had a problem with that. Yep. We all do. We, <laughs> we all, all do. do. <laughs> you know, but anyone who says, says that, that they, they don't, they're lying to you y'all. If, if they are telling you that they have mastered this and they've mastered that, they are lying to you. I mean, Charmaine, have you mastered, mastered anything? anything? I mean, aside, aside from like being really clear on your value, value. 
Girl, my values Are you have still changed. learning? I no. Let, well, let me clarify. Yeah. yeah. With therapy last year, I learned that some of my values are not serving me well today. Ooh. So we are always changing. We are always learning. And one one would say your values are always going to remain the same, but I'm here to tell you <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them. So I um I think it's important to know who you are and what you're about and recognizing that those things will change too. Because I mean, you know, That's I don't true. know about you, but I've gone through a whole transformation <laughs> in I about mean, a year's time. <laughs> well, throw in a pandemic, pandemic and that'll make make, make everything concentrated. Let's, let's throw that in there too. Yeah. 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 So I'm loving this conversation we're having. So let me also get really clear um, with you about the first year of entrepreneurship. What did you think it was going to be <laughs> versus what it is? I mean... I thought I knew how to function in a department, how to lead a team, how to um, align everyone toward a goal. And what I did not anticipate was, remember the benefit of having like support, administrative support? Are you tired of the corporate grind? Dreaming of breaking free and becoming your own boss? Introducing the Corporatepreneur to Entrepreneur Program, the ultimate guide to confidently transitioning from your corporate career to a fulfilling journey of entrepreneurship. It's time to take control of your life, unleash your true potential, and create a business that aligns with your values. With the Corporatepreneur to Entrepreneur Program, we provide you with the tools, mindset, and expert guidance you need to build a sustainable business that thrives while keeping your well-being in mind. Picture this, waking up every morning with excitement, knowing that you're building something meaningful for yourself. No more feeling like a small cog in a big machine. You'll be the captain of your own ship charting your own course to success. Our program focuses on three core pillars, mindset, business, and community. We understand that success is not only about the practical skills, but also about cultivating the right mindset. Our experienced coaches will help you overcome self-doubt, fears, and limiting beliefs, empowering you to embrace your entrepreneurial spirit. But it doesn't stop there. We provide you with comprehensive business coaching, teaching you how to develop a winning business strategy, identifying your target audience and creating irresistible offers. You'll learn marketing techniques, sales strategies, and effective networking to ensure your business thrives in today's competitive market. And speaking of success, we don't want you to just make money. 
We want you to build a life of abundance. That's why our coaching is designed to help you make smart decisions, managing your resources wisely, and achieving long-term prosperity. Your business should support your life, not consume it. So join the Corporatepreneur to Entrepreneur program today and let us guide you on the road to embodying Simply Living Me. Say goodbye to the corporate monotony and hello to a life filled with purpose, freedom, and limitless potential. So are you ready to rewrite your story? Take the leap and become the entrepreneur you've always wanted to be. Visit our website, at www.corporatepreneur2entrepreneur.mykajabi.com and sign up for the program today. Your future self will thank you. Oh, I, I, that's me. Got it. Lesson learned. I mean, that was the most shocking of having to manage everything. Yes. And I always appreciated the support I had in corporate, always appreciated. When I became (laughs) that first year, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Get it. And I've been an admin before, so I was able to revert back to my humble beginnings, but it was just, it was overwhelming trying to figure out the time management of here's when you manage your administrative, here's when you do the business development, here's when you do the work. (laughs) Yeah, because then there's that, right? Delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was something I wasn't expecting. I don't know why. Because I didn't have an administrative assistant on, on hire. Superwoman, I'm gonna do it all. Because we don't think that we can afford help too in the beginning, right? Because there's this fear of you know, making financial security and making sure that you have, you're bringing in enough income to, to not just run the business, but live. And it is this unique balance of (laughs) the investment of my time is better served in client facing client delivery than it is to be doing admin work. And when you start breaking down, well, okay, maybe right now it's part-time virtual, you know, outsourced, right? There are so many different creative ways that people get around help, getting help. I had um, just... um, as an example of that, um, I first couple of years I had someone who worked a full time job, but kind of wanted to help me on the side. Mm-hmm. And she was a night owl, and I was not. So you know, we created a cadence of communicating with each other and. It was one of those things where I'd wake up in the morning and the work is done. So there's so many creative ways to get support or to get help that don't look like, oh my God, I got to hire somebody or, you know, I can't afford to outsource this. And we just tend to 
to say we can't do it and then we don't and then we drown and then it's like this business isn't working <laughs> I mean because it's not <laughs> and so and I, you know one of the one of the models I've set up for myself is to have like five retainer clients and then have five projects um three six month nine month you know yeah. that type of duration of project um so that a I'm keeping things really diversified but Mm-hmm. If a retainer falls off, I know that I've got some projects in the queue. Well, by the last half of last year, I filled up every single slot. And I'm like, oh, no. Something's it's like a dream. And then it's yes. like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, was, I had an oh, shit moment. And so I realized, like, well, who do I trust? To, because that's the big key, right? Yeah. Who do I trust to support me on the side, according to their hours? Um, I think I need maybe 15, 20 hours a month from this person. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? Remember, I told you I so value my assistance that I've had in the past. I reached out to my former admin and I, cause I trust her implicitly. Yeah. And so I reached out and I so how do you feel about a little extra cash? <laughs> and then, cause here's what I'm thinking. And so we, we met for a couple months, thought through it. And like I said, I think I would it'd be great if you could start in August. Um, and she did, she saved my bacon. <laughs> like she came in and just to your point on her hour, she like helped organize like, Hey, this, these are the hours I see you putting in. It looks like a couple clients need more focus. Right. Um, What's the status of all these things that I'm seeing in your Microsoft daily digest? (laughs) You know, she just like kept me on my game so that things couldn't fall through the cracks and it was life-saving. Yeah. Yeah. But it took me a year and a half to realize, oh, I think I'm going to have to make this. Because I kept telling myself, no, I want to get a business development coach first. You know, we and can so, we can learn ourselves, certify ourselves and all the things, and that becomes the unintended excuse to not go. Right? Yeah. Like because you feel like those are the things that are gonna validate you and give you more credibility when the reality is, girl, you didn't you didn't need that business coach to get those ten clients. <laughs> you didn't need <laughs> now. I am all for professional development. Don't get me wrong. Preach. But, no, it's not a but. And And. we need to know when it is appropriate for the the season that we're in or the season that we're going to and invest accordingly, but not for the wrong reasons. Not because I'm feeling... I'm feeling self-doubt that my clients don't trust me enough or don't value what I bring to the table. Chances are that's just in your freaking head. (laughs) As Brene Brown's the story we tell ourselves. The story we tell ourselves, right? Um, But I find that we spend, we invest so much money into getting help or getting the paper, the letters behind our name for validation that it causes us to delay what we're meant to do and what we're meant to be. It's crazy. Yeah, we get in our own way. 
Yeah. Um, that's been another great lesson through this journey is I, you know, I lead teams really well. I can create a structure and I know what way we're moving. And I've always said I have the ability to be adaptable in the corporate realm, but when it's your own business and you feel permitted to keep things really structured, that's a lie. Like you are not permitted to keep things really structured. You have to be fluid. And so I've learned to like, I'll have these plans of these are the credentials I want. This is the number of clients I want. This is how I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I've had to learn to get really adaptable and um, w- willing to pivot when yeah. there's a different opportunity presents itself or touch it. That's not your journey today. Like that's right. not what you're doing today. Right. Yeah. We, we do a lot of self-talk, don't we? Uh, if anybody, I, no one needs to be in this head. Like I appreciate the interview. <laughs> But to get in this head is not like, yeah, no, no one wants access mm-mm. to that. Don't want to be inside our heads. No, because there's a lot of talking that goes on. Trust right? and believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something that you had said about, um, I'm going to paraphrase, um, designing, okay. designing your business the way that you want to, right? So I'll give you an example. When I started my business, even from a, from a wardrobe perspective, I threw away the suits, Mm -hmm. you know, they weren't matching. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, unmatched suits and more casual fare because that's what I'm comfortable. That's what I wanted to do. I yeah. no longer felt like I needed to put the costume on. And I was perfectly fine with wearing the costume at that time. But when you start to build and create your own, you get to de- define and design how you want to show up in your most authentic way. So did you think about those things when you, um, when you went out on your own? There's a couple ways in terms of like how I present and show up. I just love, I love, love, love fashion and dressing up and being styled and dialed. That's just um, who I am. My version of casual. (laughs) Yeah. My version of casual might be another person's version of dressy. I don't know, but I just do what I do. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was asked this question at a Denver Metro chamber event about, how are you feeling about not being in the corporate world and now being on your own? And I tell people, you know, that when you feel like you're doing what you should do, like I should have this W2 job, I should have the stability, I should show up in this way. And we've all done the shoulds. And then, you know, I look at where I sit today and bark it. Like now I'm in the early stages of my third year in business and I'm sitting at the table with people who care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They've committed to it. They've, you know, detailed initiatives. They're implementing their actions. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing all these things. So I'm at the table with folks who want to put their best foot forward in inclusion, belonging, access, equity, diversity. And it feels so good to be like seen and recognized and valued in that contribution of how they tell their story. Yeah. And helping them tell others 
about how they too can do this work. And so I tell people, I'm no longer living in my should, Mm -hmm. but I'm living in my must bringing my value to a lot of different places, a lot yeah. of different companies where, um, you know, you work for one organization yeah, and you're serving a lot of different people, but it's under one, one umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get to live in my must of working across a lot of different industries and sectors where I don't have to be like siloed in just real estate. Right. Right. Um, so your must are my, I get to. Yes. You know, so instead of I should be, or I must do, I get to, you know, I get to create what I want. I get to decide which um, clients I want to work with and for. I get to decide my hours. I get to decide when I get to go on vacation. I get, you see what I'm saying? Like I get to do these things now. So yeah. Interesting. That's it. To get to have a choice and how you show up, where you show up, who you show up for. Yeah. It's a gift. So what, um, what was some of the best and important advice you received uh, either before you got into, started your own business or over these past almost three years? A um, couple, couple things. The first one, you know, me being a structured person, the best advice within the first month of starting, like going full time. Mm-hmm. So I maintained a side hustle for about six or seven months. And then I finally like was encouraged by my network. It's now or never, Tasha, you need to go full time. <laughs> So that person who said, just get five retainer clients, that was the best advice. And then me being an overachiever, like I said earlier, and then add in those five projects and then, and then discover that you need an admin to keep you from drowning. Um, yeah. And then the other advice was just applying grace. So I met with other business owners who'd been, you know, doing this for a decade and they had told me like, you're always figuring it out. Yep. Every year you're learning something new that you didn't know the year before. Yeah. So we're all just figuring out so that, you know, just having that network to say, okay, you're 10 years in, did you ever have to do this? And then being able to have that counsel, but also being able to apply grace to myself. It's okay that I didn't know that. Yeah. It's okay that I didn't know that I should have liability insurance. What? But let me get that real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because they, you don't want one year in, you know, but your stuff, yeah, 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 you know, it's the little things, but important things. Oh, yeah, um, so when you, I'm like thinking of all these amazing questions that were not a part of our list, and so I'm like, that's that's okay, okay. I love the just extemporaneous flow, yeah, yeah, okay, so we're gonna pause for a second so I can get my thoughts together, and thank God. Someone's going to be editing this. Um, okay. <laughs> but it was something that you said about. We should make a blooper reel. Oh, okay. well, there will back, be. Back there. to the program at hand. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, okay, okay. I lost the thought. Okay. So, so that's okay. okay. 
right. So, Tasha, now you know this podcast is called the Simply Living Me podcast. And oh, so I am I so that. curious to find out what, when you hear Simply Living Me, what does that mean to you? Did you notice my body language? I know. Exhale. <laughs> like, it just feels so good to not be trying to conform to fit in someone's arbitrary definition of what success looks like, of what their career track looks like, you know, just being able to say, and this is why I talk about my value, passion, purpose, because it helps me vet where I'm going to show up, how I'm going to show up, who I'm going to show up for. Mm -hmm. Knowing, being so assured in the value I bring And just simply living in this confidence of like, this is the value I bring. Listening and receiving when people tell story of how they see you. And if it's filling my cup and I'm like, that's right, I did do that. Standing tall in that. And then how do I apply that to my passion areas? Living in purpose. And so I think simply living me is living in that alignment of value, passion, purpose. And so if something's not aligned with my mission, my desire, my purpose to advance youth in education and help women move forward and move up in, in, in the work, in the workforce, wherever they, wherever they see themselves fitting. I don't need to like pine to make myself belong to something that doesn't align with how I want to show up in this world. And so when I give this presentation about alignment of value, passion, purpose, I say to people like, I determine how I show up in the workplace. Like I define how I show up in the workplace, in my community, for my family, making sure it keeps an alignment of me simply living me and my value, passion, purpose. I love how that sounds. (laughs) It keeps me like, it keeps me from like not extending myself in ways that don't serve me. Like, you know, like you were saying, sometimes your value changes. It's not serving you. Um, Being really clear about that helps me then know how I'm applying to my passion and purpose. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Simply living me came up because I remember when I made the transition um, from the corporate world to entrepreneurship and, um, at the time, I while I was starting the consulting practice, I had also gotten involved in this health and wellness business. And that was where I was really, really visible on social media. And I remember one of my very dear friends had shared with me that one of our colleagues from the company that you and I worked with pulled her to the side and said, is Charmaine really that happy? Is she really, you know, what she portrays on social media? Is that really what's going on? And my girlfriend was like, absolutely, absolutely. So when she shared that with me, I was like, so I guess it's, I forgot how I put put it, but I said, you know, you know, I'm just simply living me, right? That I'm now, if if I ever felt like I wasn't being, if I was feeling like I was being my authentic self working in corporate America, I really feel that way now. So I'm just simply living me. 
that's where it came from. Because somebody pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when you're put under pressure, what comes out right. is gold or diamond, right? Like, but yeah, that's, first of all, when you first said that, I felt like a visceral reaction <laughs> to having that comment, that inquiry. Yeah. But it was but then I love how you it's rose projection. above that, right? You know, you it's rose projection above it. and yeah, little jealousy, a little FOMO, you know. <laughs> a little. Which you think about that, right? Like at the beginning, like we talk about how we just we're going to be cheering each other on throughout this whole conversation, and there's a vibration, an energy, a positivity. Like we, I feel good when I lift you up. Absolutely. And I'd imagine it makes you feel good. Conversely, feel I feel amazing. good when you lift me up. Right. So, mm -hmm. and so why not just lift people up and be happy for other people's happiness? Because it doesn't feel good yeah. when you allow that jealousy to creep in. It doesn't serve you. Well, and then and when so, we realize it's not a me issue, it's a you issue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But being able yeah. to discern that and, you know, there was a time when I, that would stick to me in such a way that it would, it would be damaging as opposed to now it's like, oh, of course that there was a visceral reaction, but you know, it's kind of like, really girl, get you a life, you know? <laughs> I go know. get some I life, know. you know, stop worrying about me and go figure out your life. Um, that's the way I see it now. I didn't see it that way years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does Tasha do in her spare time? Do you have spare time? <laughs> I know my spare time. So what, here's the thing about me. Like I will fill my cup and be really busy. Um, extend myself, I should say, not necessarily fill my cup, but then all I need is 24 hours to recharge solo. Right. So that's removing myself and like recharging. Mm -hmm. And usually that's binging any given streaming service. Cause we, you have all the of latest them like show. us, right? <laughs> so I just, for me, there's just like, I just need one day of that. It could be like one day on a weekend or a couple, couple weekends in a month. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like I love doing, um, going out to eat with my husband or who you can hear right now, um, spending time with, with, with him and, um, you know, going to art shows, going to concerts. We're going to go see, um, we're going to go see Bruce Springsteen tonight. Oh, fun. And so just being able to get out and, you know, we feel really blessed that we get to enjoy our city and experience all the, the fun of Denver, whether it's attending galas and supporting organizations, if it's, you know, going to um, shows or movies, yeah. concerts. Yeah. yeah. That's how I like to have, enjoy my free time. Aww. So what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Oh, my favorite quote. This quote holds me accountable. Since I was 28, I encountered this. When I was 28, I encountered this quote, and it's by Maya Angelou. And she says, if you don't like your situation, change it. So if you don't like your situation, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. And I 
always, if I'm ever feeling like triggered by something or questioning, like whatever story I'm telling myself, I value, I I apply that, that quote to myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Am I changing my situation or am I changing my attitude? Am I going to have a growth mindset, you know, a gain mindset in this situation? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to, you know, remove myself and put myself where I can be of more value and I can also feel fulfilled. Yeah. I love that quote. And I love that that is your go-to because sometimes we do need a reminder. That's why I love asking the question about the your favorite quote, because mm-hmm. in this space of entrepreneurship, we have to lean on things like that quote to remind yeah. us who we are, to get us out of, you know, as my one friend calls it, stinking thinking, you know. Oh, um, I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, stinking thinking. <laughs> and, you know, to really, um, and as, you know, my favorite, Rachel Rogers, we should all be millionaires, you know, she, she gets you to really think about whether you're making broke-ass decisions or million-dollar mm. decisions. And sometimes our broke-ass mindset really causes us to put ourselves steps behind, right? Where it's not the decisions that we're making are not really serving us and not serving us well. And so, um, so I love, I love the, the quote because it does, it snaps you out real quick, right? Snaps you out. (laughs) Mindset's everything. It is everything. I mean, it truly is, you know, when you think about what's the one magical thing that you need to master as an entrepreneur, it's not your technical expertise. It's not your sales technique. It's not, you know, uh, how well you manage your books. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. Period. In everything in life, your mindset with your family, your mindset with your community. I mean, I just hold myself so accountable. I used to say, um, to always, as I, I used to say as leaders, but I think as individuals, we have to be so mindful of how we show up. Like the way we enter the room can elevate the energy in the room or it can suck the life out of it. And why not be that person who lifts everybody up and makes everyone happy to be there or feel happy to be there. Um, so how I always be, I'm always trying to be accountable. Of how am I showing up and, and own when I'm bringing the stink thing and trying to correct that and, and apologize for it if I, because I'm not perfect. Are you sure? But I feel no. so accountable in how I show up. I know it's such a, I'm like, that's another disappointment. But you know, my quote, my quote is I can only be perfect 99.9% of the time. And I only use it when I have truly fucked up. Right. You're like, I'm going to own this. I can't be perfect always. You're like, what about the 0.01 percent? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so as we're coming to a close, I, I know we could talk for hours and hours. And I know. Like, I don't want it to end, but I, I get it has know. to. But I, I want you to share with our viewers and our listeners, what can they expect next from you? Mm-hmm. So it is my intention to take my business, to take my service nationally. So to start working in other states, 
And so for your listeners, if you're in a state where you need service for a diversity marketing consultant, um, that is what 2023 is about, like embarking on that expansion. Um, I've got big dreams for, for this, for this consulting firm. And so moving into the greatness of extending my service beyond Colorado. Awesome. And I think I can be of help in that regard. I will graciously accept. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Always looking out, always looking out. Always. So speaking of, how can people find you? I mean, we'll definitely connect folks um, in the comments below, but how can they find you? Yes. I'd say the first place to go is my website, lvjonesconsulting.com. So my middle name is Laverne, and I love it to have that LV um, abbreviation. So lvjonesconsulting.com. And, um, and then, of course, I'm on all the social channels. Okay, awesome. Well, Tasha, I'm so glad that we got to share space today. Felt like we got a chance to catch up a little bit. And I, I I would love to make it out to Denver one of these days. But, you know, Detroit is also very welcoming. And so the next time you I, are th- near, yes. yes, let's do it. Oh, oh you'll, you'll be, be the, the first, first call, call I make. Yay. You will lie, Detroit. Detroit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you. There you go. Yeah, come on. Figure out a way to... Come out here and have them pay for you to speak, and then we can hang. That's entrepreneurial thinking, man. No, I'm already thinking of a conference that I need you to come to in Philadelphia. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see each other this year. Awesome! I cannot wait. Thank you so much for being here on the Simply Living Me podcast. I'm sending you virtual hugs and really appreciate yes, virtual hugs today. All right, thank you so much. Okay, so when I end this, it's going to end the call completely. So I just wanted to say goodbye. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll see you later. All right, love. I'll catch up. Thank you you so much. much. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, join us next week for another episode of the Simply Living Me podcast with Charmaine Brown.